0: Let's turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter number one. Revelation chapter number one. As always, the music has been a blessing, and we look forward to uh, what the Lord has for us this morning through uh, the preaching of the Word of God. Uh, Revelation chapter number one, of course, we are in the Christmas season, and uh, for the Christian, uh, it shouldn't be a whole lot different. Uh, than the rest of the year, other than we eat a whole lot more during this time, but uh, is is it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, if you don't know Jesus, uh, well, you 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 need to be introduced to Him today. Uh, so much of this world has heard the name of Jesus, but they've never met Jesus on a personal uh, level. And if you know Him personally, well, that's 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 such a great great feeling, and uh, you it's, just, it's a treasure that we have of being saved. But this morning, we're going to look into the book of Revelation, uh, chapter number 1. And I'll begin reading in verse number 4, and we'll read just a couple of verses this morning, and uh, then I'll have to uh, hurry into the message uh, because I have uh, a lot more prepared this morning than I normally have on a Sunday morning, and so I'll just discourage you and depress you right out of the, right out of the gate there this morning. Uh, John, uh, Revelation chapter number 1 and verse number 4, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia. forever and ever. Amen. Uh, this morning, I want us to look at this passage and look at verse number 4. We see, as John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace. And then in verse number 5, we uh, find a, uh, an ex- ex- exclamation of the Lord, about the Lord Jesus Christ, and from Jesus Christ, And then there's several things there that we'll look at this morning And As we think of the Christmas season, and I've made this statement often, and I'm sure it's not original to me, uh, it's not a, Christ did not come just to be born in a manger. Uh, He came with a purpose. And we're reminded even in our text this morning that uh, Christ's beginning was not that moment he was brought in and laid in that manger. He is the eternal one. Uh, he has always been, and uh, right now he sits at the hand, uh, right hand of the Father, and uh, I, I am looking forward to Christ's return. I am looking forward uh, to spending an eternity uh, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what a time that is going to be. But this morning, I want to preach on the subject, Jesus, the gift of grace and peace. Jesus, the gift of grace and peace. You may say, Pastor, usually a Christmas message about the Lord Jesus Christ. We go to Matthew, as you were in last week, or the book of Luke. And, well, friend, you cannot separate the Lord Jesus of the revelation from the Lord Jesus of Luke chapter number 2. Uh, he is one and the same. Uh, this morning, let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that you'll uh, help us this morning. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would have liberty. And Father, I pray that we'll just uh, be reminded of uh, the wonderful gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, we'll be once again reminded from the pages of Scripture of, of uh, who Jesus is and what He did for us. And Father, I pray, and I know it is your heart this morning, that if there's one unsaved, one lost, uh, may they turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, may they trust Him as their personal Savior. Father, I pray that... Uh, through this, Christ will be magnified. May we put our focus completely on Him. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. For the Christmas season, we certainly uh, focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've, I've told you, and you, you that know me, you know this to be true. I love the Christmas season. I love all that comes with the Christmas season. Uh, but I will, I have no problem saying, uh, I, 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 I think a whole lot more of the Lord Jesus Christ than I do Santa Claus. It it is more about the Lord Jesus Christ than it is Frosty the Snowman. Uh, It is more about the Lord Jesus Christ than uh, all of the festivities and all of the things that uh, we get caught up in and we enjoy. Uh, It is really about the Lord Jesus Christ. We are reminded of the greatest gift of all, and that's the Lord Jesus. Uh, No matter what you get or what you don't get, uh, just a few short days from now, uh, if you've got the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, there couldn't be a greater gift than the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, We couldn't have a greater gift than the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want us to to be reminded that this gift was uh, sent to us, born of a virgin. He came with a purpose. He he paid our sin debt on the cross of Calvary. He, He ascended into heaven, and he is coming again this world uh, uh, there's so many that are looking uh, for an answer and they just they have not yet to be introduced to the Lord Jesus Christ But there's a whole lot in this world who have rejected Him and and, and who who resist the Holy Spirit of God. Friend, I am anxiously awaiting the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Wouldn't it be wonderful if He called us home today? Wouldn't it be wonderful if the trumpet sounded today? But Christ had a purpose when He came. Now, notice in our text this morning, John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and Peace. Well, you think of the Lord Jesus, you cannot think, help but think of the words grace and peace. Boy, this world says we just want peace. You can't have peace without the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about what God has done for us, that word grace, unmerited favor. Well, let me remind us by way of introduction this morning that we don't deserve Jesus. Think about that. Oh, we celebrate Jesus we praise the Lord for Jesus there's just something when you sing about Jesus there's something if you're saved that goes on on the inside and and the Holy Spirit of God that dwells inside of you it stirs it up inside of you and say yep that's right that's my savior that's the one who died for me he is the only begotten son of God he is the king of kings we don't deserve Jesus I don't understand Christians who uh, get get discouraged and depressed uh, except for the fact that we take our eyes off of Jesus. But I certainly don't understand a Christian that gets so full of themselves and so full of pride. And we get the idea that we think we deserve the blessings of God. We deserve the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, the fact that God sent the Lord Jesus to us is a reminder of that unmerited favor. We don't deserve Him. No man has ever deserved Him. Where he was sent from God, that unmerited favor from God. I think of the word peace. And then I think of Luke chapter 2, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Boy, peace only comes from the Lord Jesus. How many men have been in turmoil in the moment they gave their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. They depended on Him and nothing but Him for salvation. How peace entered into their life and how it didn't mean they didn't have any more troubles. It didn't mean they didn't have any more uh, uh, turmoil or, 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 or hard times in their life, but there was a peace that comes from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Explain to Christian that's facing their own mortality and the peace they have and the, and the comfort they have is because they know of the perfect Savior. They know they have a relationship. There's a peace that only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Very quickly tonight, uh, this morning, I have uh, six things that I want to get to with the two and a half hours we have left uh, in time this morning. Uh, when we think of the gift of grace and peace. Friend, I want to remind you this morning of who we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you of what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace comes to us "...from the faithful witness." Notice the scripture in verse number 5 reminds us that Jesus is the faithful witness. He is the witness to mankind of the love of God. Jesus is the faithful witness... Jesus is the never-failing witness. Do you remember uh, when you realized for the first time that God loved you? Do you, realize when you, re- you remember when you realized uh, that Jesus came to pay for your sins? He is the faithful wis- uh, witness. He is the witness of God's love. And can I, can I remind you this morning, the Lord Jesus Christ as that witness is an eyewitness. See, he is, he is the eternal one. Uh, he is he is part of uh, he is God the Son. He is the faithful witness of God. And aren't you thankful for the faithful witness to mankind? He is faithful to mankind. Grace and peace come to us from the faithful witness. We move very quickly. We see him. we have grace and peace because he's conquered death. We were reminded in verse number 5. You see it there in the first begotten of the dead. In verse number 18, we were reminded, I am He. Jesus says, I am He that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And had the keys of hell and death. Well, I guess if you've got the keys, you're in control. Well, if you've got the keys, uh, you decide. Uh, you've got the power. Boy, He has the keys of death, of hell and of death. See, we have grace and peace this morning because of the conqueror of death. Scripture says he's the first begotten of the dead. You realize this morning that because Jesus conquered death, because Jesus came forth from that grave after he'd been there 3 days, you realize because he conquered death, if you're saved this morning, you don't have to fear death. Well we, we have to be reminded as a Christian this morning, grace and peace comes because of the one who conquered death. See, we, as a Christian, we need to look at death. It's more of a birth into a new life than the ending of an old one. Boy, as a Christian, we got to look at that. Hey, I'll live this life as long as God allows me to be here. I want to honor Him. I want to serve Him. But when my time comes and my last day on this earth is done, yes, it is the close of what I did down here, but it is, being, it is, it is, a, it is transferring me into eternity. It's more of the birth of a new life. How long is that new life? It's for all time. It's for eternity. It's never going to end. And can I tell you, when you get birthed into eternity uh, through that vehicle of death, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we'll be more alive after death than when we were alive down here on this world. Why? Because grace and peace. Well, how can you have peace as a Christian? Have you seen this world? Have you seen how much turmoil is in this world? Have you seen how much hurt is in this world? Uh, Don't you get tired of your own failures? Let me let me ask you. I'll get some response out of some of you this way. Don't you get tired of your husband's failures? Don't you get tired of your own humanity? And as you get older in this life, there's more that you can't do than you could do. But friend, let me remind you, there is one, there is peace that comes from knowing that He conquered death. He holds the keys. And we have access because of the unmerited favor of God. Boy, we have grace and peace because He conquered death. Thirdly, this morning, we see we have grace and peace because He is the King of kings. He's the faithful witness in verse 5, and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. His dominion is above all. We don't get too caught up in what's going on in this world. His dominion is above all. But what's going to happen if this takes place and this takes place and... Pastor, what's going to happen if, 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 if this, these things don't get changed and corrected in our country? And Oh, there'll be consequences, but let me tell you ultimately what's going to happen. There's going to be a trumpet that sounds. That's what's going to happen, and all those who know the Lord Jesus Christ, matter of fact, those that have gone on in death before, they will be resurrected first out of the grave, and those that are still here will be caught up in the air with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I don't care how powerful your nation is down here. I don't care how powerful your kingdom is down here. Uh, The one who comes in the clouds is above all. The one who comes in the clouds, his dominion is over all. Matter of fact, if you've got the keys to death and hell, you're probably a little bit higher than the kings of this nation. Uh, you probably got a little more authority than the kings in this nation. Friend, as a Christian this morning, I want to be engaged in what goes on in this world. I want to... contribute in a positive way uh, to to help people get to know Christ. But friend, at the end of the day, Jesus, that gift from God, uh, He is alive forevermore. He is above all kings. Don't get caught up in the failures of this world. He's above all. Can I just interject? When you pray, you are praying to the one who is above all. He is above the king of kings. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Boy, grace and peace. We have it because he is the king of kings. He's above all. His dominion is above all. Number four, we move right along. Grace and, We have grace and peace because he loves us. Look at verse number six. I'm sorry, verse number five. Unto him that loved us. How many times do we as Christians, do we read over those words and we just move right along? For God so loved the world. Oh, we've heard that so many times. Because unto Him that loved us. I want you to think for just a moment. God loves you. I want you to think for just a moment that when Jesus clothed Himself in flesh. And He came to this world and He became of no reputation. Knowing that He would take upon Him the sins of the world and knowing how He was treated and, and knowing the things that were said about Him and how He was blasphemed, and He went to the cross of Calvary. And I remind you, they did not take Him against His will. He freely and deliberately gave His life And when he was nailed to that cross and he took upon him the sins of all mankind. We always preach that and we say that in in, in generalities because it's true. But friend, this morning, I don't want you to think of it in general terms. I want you to think of it in very specific terms that the Lord Jesus Christ loves you so much that he paid for every sin that you've ever committed, every sin that you will commit, he paid, not because he, he deserved to pay it, he paid for it because he loved you enough to make a way for you so you didn't have to suffer in hell. And he, he endured the hell for all of mankind so you'd never have to spend a moment in that horrible place called hell. Friend, we have grace and peace because he loved us. Next time you get discouraged, won't you stop for just a moment and say, I know that God loves me. You know, it'd be good for us instead of putting a bumper sticker that said God loves you, actually believe that God loved us and actually live like God loved us and actually had victory because we know there is one that loves us. That'll bring peace to your life. The fact that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Or we get so caught up in this social media age. I tweeted this three days ago and nobody favorited it. Why didn't you like my picture? Friend, when it all comes down to it, there's one that sits above all. That loved you so much that he sent his only son to pay for your sins. Friend, this whole world can turn on us, but there's one that'll love us forever. How how does a Christian have peace knowing that there's one that loved me so much he paid the ultimate price? for us this scripture reminds us that the Lord Jesus that one that was born in the manger but that one who went to the cross of Calvary after living a a perfect life the one who rose from the dead and then ascended into heaven the one who is returning for his own the king of kings and the lord of lords we can have peace in our life and that grace and peace comes in the form of the fact that he loves us he loves us boy let that sink in Say, well, I'm discouraged. What am I going to do? Just remember God loves you. No, pastor, I want you to change my circumstances. No, just remember God loves you. God cares for you. It's going to tell you, if you haven't been there yet, Christian, you will be there when that's the only thing that's going to get you through certain circumstances. That's the only thing that's going to get you through some really dark valleys is the fact that everybody else may have forgotten me, everybody else may have forsaken me, and I can't depend on man in certain situations, but I have a God who no matter what loves me. He loves me with a love that is unconditional, and how many times do I fail Him, and how many times do I bring reproach to His name, but His love never changes, His love never falters. As a matter of fact, it's a love I didn't earn. It, 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 it's, it's a love I couldn't earn. And boy, in the grace, and he just decided that he was going to love me. Say, how, how, how much does God love us, Pastor? I'll tell you, he knew you'd disappoint you, disappoint him, and he still gave you life. He knew the reproach that we as his people and our failures would bring on his name, and he still created us, and he still sent the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you this morning, how many of you are saved? Hey, you're saved this morning. Can I t- help you, help all of us out? We've all failed since that day of salvation. We've all sinned since that day of salvation. And when the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary, He knew you'd still fail. He knew you'd still stumble. And He still shed His blood so that you might be saved. Friend, this world might hate us, but my God loves me. Uh, This world might betray us, but my God loves me. Oh, I'm having a bad day today. On Christmas Day, if you get coal in your stocking, Can I tell you something? Is that even really a thing anymore? Can I I tell you something? God still loves you. You can't put a price tag on that. I'm afraid as Christians, we don't focus on that nearly enough. My Savior loves me. My Savior loves me. Boy, grace and Peace because he loves us. Friend, we have grace and peace because he cleanses us with his own blood. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. There's two amazing things about that statement in that verse of scripture right there. That phrase. I want you to think of them with your head. I want you to think of them with your heart. We make that statement, we have grace and peace in the form of the Lord Jesus because He cleanses us with His own blood. There's two amazing things that I want us to consider this morning when it comes to that truth. The first would being is that He would be willing to shed His own blood. He's willing to pay the price. And what is the value of something? It's what somebody else is worth paying to purchase that item. And Jesus is willing to shed His own blood because Jesus understood that the Father had established in holiness that sin would separate His creation from the Creator and all that could get man back would be the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you, and you mean to tell me uh, that, that God does not love His creation? You mean to tell me that Jesus uh, is not a, 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 someone who loved? He shed His own blood. Think about it. We can say God loves us and He does. And we ought to encourage ourselves with that. But the fact that He would shed His own blood. How many people have told you, I love you? And they won't even send you a Christmas card. I love you. And the minute it costs them something. You see them fall by the wayside. But the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said, I love you. And I'll shed my own blood to prove to you how much I love you. Boy, that's an interesting thought. That's a powerful thought when you think of He cleanses us with His own blood. Here's a simple truth from this and maybe it won't grab you like it has grabbed me, but I believe it will and I hope it does. When you think of that thought that He that loved us and washed us from our sins in His his own blood, will you think of the fact that we can be clean. I think we get so, in isn't it wonderful to be saved and to know that as far as God is concerned, uh, your sins are as far from, uh, from the east, from the west. Are, are you with me this morning? Uh, he, he has no recollection of your sins. Matter of fact, when He turns and He looks at your record, He sees the perfection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we encourage ourselves with that and we press on because of that. But make no mistake, you and I are nothing but sinners. Uh, We have a sin nature and if it was not for the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, we would have no hope. But let's put this in perspective. It ought to overwhelm you and I. We this morning, we ought to sit back and we we get so used to singing, what could wash away my sins? Nothing But the blood of of Jesus. And we know it's through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But think about this, friend. The fact that we can be clean. Boy, it's a it's a mighty big God that can take the sinner such as you and I and wash us and cleanse us in all unrighteousness, in that heavenly host clothed in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ, in those robes of white, They have been clean. They were sinners, and now they have been clean because of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, and you've never been saved, well, I hear this excuse often. I just don't know if God can save me. I say, no, you don't know the things I've done. Can I tell you something? You can be cleansed. What's the church? How's the church going to do that for me? Oh, no, you're misunderstanding. The church can't do it for you. Well, I know I'm going to get in that in, the, in that phone booth and I'm going to I'm going to talk to the guy in the next in the in the next room over there and I'm going to tell him all of my sins. I've often wonder why that's not a two way conversation, but I'm going to tell him all of my sins and then I can be cleansed or or I can or I can be baptized and and that'll cleanse me. You're missing it. It's through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be cleansed. I want you to think just for a moment of what God's transformed you from, what God's cleansed you from, how He's changed your life, the fact that He could take dirty, old sinner's And we can be transformed. We can be cleaned. And and the appetites that we had before, we don't have them now. The things that we did before, we don't have those habits now. What What can do that? Only through the power of the applied blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time we get excited about being saved once again. No, we say, Jesus is the reason for the season. I'm sure I am discouraged this year. Friend, you're saved. You're on your way to heaven. You have a home for all of eternity. And think about this. You're clean this morning, not because of you, not because of a church, because of the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The fact... That, that, that God is so great that He can cleanse us. In the sight of God, if you're saved, God looks at your record and He sees perfection. I didn't say your wife looks at your record and sees perfection, God sees the applied blood of His Son. Oh, the shed blood. What grace and peace that comes from knowing uh, that the blood of Christ has been applied to my account. The blood of Christ has been applied to my life. And the fact that I can be cleansed. Don't get over that truth. And then finally this morning, number six. We read in verse number six. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. Grace and peace comes because he's made us kings and priests. So, Pastor, what exactly are you talking about? He's, we should be consecrated to serve. Kings have responsibilities they must fulfill, priests have responsibilities they must fulfill. Isn't it wonderful to be saved? You think, well, I think you gotta, you got to work your way to heaven. Well, there, there, just a simple conflict with that is that thief on the cross who, who acknowledged the Lord Jesus Christ and he said, today thou wilt be with me in paradise. It's wonderful to be saved. I, I can tell you, many of you could give testimonies of, of how you, you pass somebody in a place of business or, or, or traveling through an airport or, or you're way away from home and the Lord allowed you to give the gospel and that person trusted Christ as their Savior and you never saw them again. They're saved just as you are. But can I tell you, there's a lot of Christians who aren't Received. They've received some of the grace and peace I've talked about in this wonderful. But you know, God did not just save us for us to sit. He saved us because He, he expects us and He wants us to serve. Every Christian, every child of God, there's something that He expects from you. It just doesn't make sense to say, well, I'm glad I'm saved, but I have no interest in serving the one who saved me. I'm glad I'm saved. Can we not all rejoice this morning in how how Jesus loved us enough to pay our sin debt? And some of you, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced that because of how bored you look with that this morning. But can we not get excited to know that we have a home in heaven And it's nothing that we did. It's nothing that we deserve. There's nothing that we could do. God just decided to love us. And he gave us life. And then when we as mankind passed down from that first man, we sinned against God. He said, I knew you were going to do it anyway, but I loved you so much. I'm going to send my son to die and pay for your sins. Well, I'm excited to be saved. But I'm excited to serve. I'm excited. Can can, can I help us? Read read, read the book of Revelation sometime. There's a lot in there. But do you realize for all of eternity, we're going to serve the Lord? What are you going to do in heaven? Serve Jesus. Oh, during that millennial reign, what are you going to do? Serve Jesus. For all of eternity, what are you going to do? Serve Jesus. So what do we do as Christians down here? Shouldn't we serve Jesus? See, as far as God is concerned, once we trust His Son for our salvation, in God's mind, we're already with Him. That's been sealed. That's, That's done. There's nothing that can change that. How many of you are saved this morning? Isn't that a wonderful feeling? You remember the first time you came to church and and that pastor who you'd never seen before asked that question, like, okay, what do I do? But you remember after you got saved and the next time he asked that question, that hand's up. That's a wonderful feeling knowing you're saved. But if I asked everybody to raise their hand who is serving him, Would the same number of hands go up this morning? Well, I know, I know, I know when we when the Lord calls us home for all of eternity we're gonna serve him. Why in the world will we not serve him now? The reason why we're still here after salvation is because God has something for us to do here. Otherwise. He'd call us home to Him. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. God doesn't shed any tears because one of the saints breathes their last breath down here. He's calling them home. He's bringing them home to be with Him. He wants us all to be with Him. But He's got us here to serve Him, to do something for Him. Now friend, let me ask you this morning. Are you excited to be saved? Are you serving? Grace and peace come in the form of service for our Savior. The same grace that unmerited favor, we are not worthy of salvation. Would you agree with me on that? We're not worthy of service either. Except for the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we're going to serve Him for all of eternity, and we are, what are we going to do? We're just going to praise Him. We're going to worship Him. Our life will have a glorified body. It's going to be one that honors him and glorifies him. Well, shouldn't that be our focus and our, what we put our energy into now? Some would say, so Pastor, I never thought I could do for the Lord what I'm doing now. I got saved. I never thought that I would be able to teach a Sunday school class. But God's enabled me to teach a Sunday school class. I never thought that I'd be able to serve in this capacity, but I'm I'm serving. I never thought that that I, I would be able to, to be a witness. I never thought that I would be able to be a light in this world. But, but because of what God did for me, friend, let me tell you the reason why it's that way is because After salvation, God wants you to serve Him. He has a plan for you. He has something that He wants you to do for Him, for His honor, for His glory. Christians, let's not serve this world. Let's serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. Pastor, I just don't have time. So you don't have time to serve the one who paid your sin debt. What do you have time for? I'm thankful that I'm saved. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Aren't you thankful that he gave his life so that you and I might be saved? Are you serving him today? Grace and peace, the gift of Jesus, that faithful witness. He holds the keys of death and hell this morning if you don't know Christ you can be saved. If you don't know Christ, you can know. You have the peace that comes from knowing your sins have been forgiven. Christian, this morning our challenge is this. Our challenge is to keep our focus on what Christ has done for us. Our focus on how worthy He is and how unworthy we are. I'd be the first to admit to you that I do not deserve to be able to stand here and even speak the name of Jesus. But it's because of what Christ did for me. I can fulfill what God has for my life. Friend, so can you. Well, I think what's gonna turn this, what's gonna change this world is for, for Christians to determine. Yes, I'm saved, but God has something for me to do. God has a role for me to play. Friend, let's serve him. I'm looking forward. Aren't you looking forward to serving him for all of all, all, all time? Some of you are going to get to sing in the choir for the first time. And people aren't going to stare at you. Wait, wait we're, going to, we're, going to have, we're going to, for all of eternity, we're just going to sing praises to the Lord. Why wait? Why wait to serve Him? God saved you because He loved you. He didn't want you to go to that place that He created for the devil and his angels. But he saved you because he wants you to serve him. There's a joy in being saved. Wouldn't you agree with me? Can't explain it to this world. It's different. You lose a loved one, there's a peace that comes because you know you're going to see them again because they've trusted Christ, you've trusted Christ. There's a joy that comes with that. If you've experienced that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'm afraid there's a joy missing in the life of a lot of Christians today. There's a joy missing, there's a peace missing because they're not serving after salvation. It's amazing. Those that are always complaining about something are the ones that are not doing anything for the Lord. I get serving today. Let's serve the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Father, I pray that you'll take this message, use it for the Holy Spirit of God, we'll work in hearts. May this morning, may our focus just go to the Lord Jesus Christ. May we be reminded of the wonderful gift we have in him.